0: Do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you.
1: Okay, welcome to the Average Joe Show, episode number 14. Just coming up before Thanksgiving here in the United States, and we've got another episode for you guys to enjoy so you can enjoy over the long holiday. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me tonight is my sidekick, my peanut butter to my chocolate, my yin to my yang, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how's it going over there? Yin to my yang. (laughs) <laughs> very interesting. Uh, and I try to think of something different every week.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. Uh it's it's good here in the Berg Um we're under a weather uh, winter storm warning because there's a big trop or a big uh Canadian cold air front that's coming down through swinging through Pennsylvania uh starting today. We've had we had about a maybe a half inch of snow and people were going totally crazy. Hmm. Well, you know, that's... you know, they, well, I mean, it, it's funny because you'd think that they never lived here before. You know, it's like, Oh, you know, we have a half inch of snow. And I mean, they're, they're running out and buying milk and bread and canned food and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's going to get a lot worse than this folks.
1: Yo, yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. People going crazy over the winter. Oh well, first story tonight. a Big thing that was a big buzz for last week or so. Uh, the f- trailer for the new Star Trek movie
0: is online. Yeah, and in fact, there's two of them. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you can get both of them on the uh, on the on their site, but if you go to the Apple site, Apple has both trailers. Right. And they are. It looks to be very, very cool. I can't wait to be honest with I'm you. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a super Trekkie. You know, I'm not one of them people that go to the conventions and can. You know, I don't dress up like Spock and blah blah blah. Right. But at the same time, I can honestly say that I've probably seen every Star Trek ever done.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: going back to the show, mm-hmm. to the TV show, then I've seen all the the movies. Right. And I'm very excited about seeing this because uh, the the guy that plays Siler from Heroes is Spock. Uh-huh. And I just found out a couple of weeks ago he graduated from my high school. Oh, wow. I, he's way younger than me. But yeah, he, he graduated from uh, Central Catholic here in Pittsburgh. Hmm.
1: I, anyway. I think it looks. It looks like it's going to be a good resurgence to the series. Hopefully, we'll actually get some good sequels to this film.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know because you know with Gene Roddenberry being dead, um, J, or JJ J. Abrams is directing this, and he's pretty, he's fairly good. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep him on as the director for the next couple, I think it'll be solid. But. If he just does the first one, and then they go, well, we're going to go another direction with somebody else, you know, or they pick a different director who doesn't have Abrams' attention to detail, mm-hmm. it, it could be it could be really bad.
1: I I, I I'm I'm not a Trekkie, but I, I like continuity, and it, from the scenes I've seen, you really don't, I don't even know if the Enterprise really is in this film at all.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it is because I, it, I'm i not sure either. I'm just going to say – according to the trailer I saw, it shows Kirk coming up to it and then he's on the uh, – they show him on the, on the deck of it.
1: Right. But was that the Enterprise? Because there was a scene that they showed quickly and there was another guy that looks like he was a captain of the ship. It could be the Christopher Pike, which was the captain of the Enterprise before him. Oh.
0: Well one was uh one thing I read was it could be Christopher Pike. The other was it could be uh Kirk's father. Huh. Because apparently apparently Kirk's father dies on a on a in a on a mission. I didn't know that. And he was a yeah, well, like I said, this is one of the I, I don't know if that's a spoiler story or what the deal is. It's something I stumbled across on the internet, so
1: because there is one scene where they're showing the battles, and they show part of a ship blowing up, and you can see the uh, the the number on the ship, and it's not the NCC one seven zero one; it's another number. I mean, it could be just because their ships are in battle, and one ship blows up, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously, he can't be a captain; he's kind of young to be a captain already.
0: Well, if if you remember, which one was it? It was one of the Star Trek movies that uh, when that Shatner was on, and he said that he became the youngest captain ever because he cheated on the test. Uh huh. So maybe that that's going to have the continuity with that. It might. You know, and they're gonna they're gonna explain how he cheated, or
1: and the the problem with this film though is I'm gonna be one of those people that's gonna nitpick the continuity.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's not right, or you know, that's uh, no, no, I don't know. Now, to to an extent, I can do that, right? Um, but I mean, like I said, I'm not one of the people that can go, okay, well, there's, uh, you know, in episode 26, right? Me neither. You, you, you know, you were dating the Argentinian, uh, whatever, and, you know, I'm not that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not that into it, right? You're not, you're not that big of a fan. Well, I'm that big of a fan. I'm just not, you know, I never let that just totally rule my life to where I'd sit and read the script and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Right, right. I mean, I'm sure I could get the scripts online and you memorize, right. but or you know, I'm not one of the people that learned to speak Klingon. No, uh, no, I'm not that either. But so, but I mean, I did see all the episodes and all the movies, so I, I am waiting to see. Let's kind of kick.
1: And it. the good thing about this film is. You don't need to watch the other ones. You know, this is the prequel. Sure. People can walk in and say, "Okay, yeah, I know there's the Kirk and Spock and I might have seen an episode a couple of years ago, but you know, you don't have to go in there knowing like the last six or seven movies they did. It's it's fresh from the
0: start. In fact, uh one of the things I've seen was that Leonard Nimoy has a cameo as Spock's father, which uh,
1: I I don't know. I'm
0: I don't I don't know. I think he's the only one the only original one that has a, anything to do with it.
1: Yeah, well, that's, a, that's the one thing, though, about the prequels. You really shouldn't bring up any of the actors from the other movies into it because then you're like, no, that's not right.
0: Well, the thing was, Spock looked like his father. Yeah. The, I mean, if you, if you remember during the TV show, huh? he looked like the guy that played his father. Oh, yeah, you're right.
1: But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Alright, let's get off of the Star Trek thing and you've got a story about a teenager down in Miami, Florida.
0: Yeah, it, it seems that there was a kid down in uh, South Florida. He was a college student and uh, he turned on his webcam and decided he was going to commit suicide. So he had posted a uh, posted basically a suicide note on a on a uh, bodybuilding site, bodybuilding.com and he set a thing up on Justin TV where he was basically televising his suicide. And there were people that were watching him do it, you know, for like 12 hours. Uh, there were some people that were trying to talk him into it. Other people were goading him into it, you know, saying, go ahead, do it, do it. You know, and uh, it it was, this was the actually the first case of someone who had, you know, killed themselves on camera. Right. And, you know, and the parents are kind of trying to blame, you know, the Justin TV and whatnot. And I don't think that that's really, you know, his fault. You know, I don't think it's the fault of the Internet that these people do weird shit. You know, um, it, it's just like the the beauty of the Internet is it gives people, any anybody, a voice to say what they want. For example, this show. Uh-huh. And if you say, well, you know, we need policemen to be on the Internet to be looking for people who are trying to commit suicide and blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and the thing that, that really bothers me is the parents of the, you know, the parents and the family of this kid – Apparently the kid was disturbed. All right, it's pretty, pretty freaking apparent that the, that he had problems. If he's going out and posting suicide notes on websites, he's got problems. And their answer to that is, why didn't somebody stop him? Why didn't you stop him? Why didn't you, you know, pay a little bit of attention and realize your kid's having these kind of problems, you know, these kind of mental problems that is causing him to. Try and kill himself, but I don't know. It's just it's it's one of them things. that's really really sad, but uh, at the same time, even with how sad it is, what else are you going to do? You're right? You know, I mean, you you can't fault the internet because that's what they do. You know, and you can't fault you know the the sickos that are going to watch it because well they're sickos that are watching people kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it, like, while it's a bad thing and it's sad and all that, you know, it's there's nothing we can do about it. No, there isn't. You can uh, and you know, it's
1: always blame the other person. Why didn't they do something? Why didn't you do something? It's uh, it, it, the guy. The guy made uh, idle threats before on the website, so you know how it is he, the boy who cried wolf too many times. You're not going to believe him the one time he's going to do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but my point is that I, I agree with that. But when you look at, if you're a, you know, you kind of always got to take the threat serious. You're right. You know, when somebody says that I'm going to kill myself or whatever, you, you kind of got to buy that. Um, so, yeah, while it is sad, uh, I don't think that there's anything that, the, that can be done about that. I sure as hell don't want. There to be some kind of an internet czar who, you know, censors what gets put on the internet and what doesn't. Um, and if any of our viewers have any intention of committing suicide for whatever reason, uh, don't do it on camera because then they're gonna, I shouldn't say stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know the thing is though with with the way the internet is nowadays. People make up stuff like that. To, you know, is, is it real? Is it not real? The, the, there's a lot of stories out there that people make up online just to get hits. Oh,
0: absolutely, I, I agree. Well, I mean, and just as an example, and then we'll move on. Um, there was a guy. Did we talk about this last week? The guy that had made up all the stuff about Sarah Palin, and he came on. Um, he was on MSNBC and CBS and ABC, and says. I'm a. I was a. You know, a, a part of John McCain's campaign, and Sarah uh, Sarah Palin didn't know that Africa was a continent, and he had all these you know bogus things that he just made up. Right. And they never got vetted, and they were basically posted just as is, and they you know all the the nobody vetted it. You know and everybody just ran with it and that's, that goes back to what I was saying You, you kind of anything you read on the internet or check on the internet, you kind of gotta do with a grain of salt in the first place uh-huh. you know instead of just saying, "Oh, it's on the internet, so it has to be true they couldn't they, they There's no way they can lie on the internet. yeah, they can. I mean, basically, the internet was i mean if the the people that are use the internet the best are the guys that use it as a joke right. Alright, let's
1: get off of that subject and like Yeah, because that is kinda of depressing. Yeah, it it is, but it it's an interesting story. Um yeah. Thanks like I said, Thanksgiving's coming up next week and the wonderful people at PETA, the I don't even remember know what PETA stands for. Do you even know?
0: Uh People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals.
1: Sounds good to me. You're right about that. What you said is like, oh yeah. They created this little flash vit game called Cooking Mama, which is I think that's the name of the Nintendo game, the for the Wii if not, it's very similar. It's one of those games where you're you know you're supposed to take your controller and prepare food like you would in real life. To slice things, you move it up and down and to, to stir things, you put them in a circle. Well, of course, PETA is trying to discourage people from actually eating turkeys for the holiday and eating healthier uh, animal-friendly food. Let me say that, like tofu, and they got this pretty grotesque game online where you have to basically um, – <coughs> Uh, take out the guts of a turkey, cut its head off, stuff it, cook it, and of course, it's pretty nasty looking. Uh, I know I was talking to Warlord earlier. Words, you played the game. What did you think of it?
0: I thought it was kind of, kind of, you know, weird. Um, <laughs> it, it was interesting. We'll call it interesting because, it, like, it gives you these tasks to do. Like the the first task is to pluck the turkey. And as you're plucking a turkey, you're plucking away, and it gets done, and it gives you a score based on how – I mean, they only give you X number of minutes, and based on how many feathers you get plucked in that many minutes is your score. And so after you get that done, then it goes into, like, while it's setting up for the next task, there will be a a little blurb from PETA about how, you know, turkeys were – some turkeys were slaughtered before they were dead. And of course they're slaughtered before they're dead. I don't want to eat a turkey that died of natural causes. I want to eat a turkey that was young and in its prime and got slaughtered because it was his time to go. Um, I, I can't understand why Peter gets upset. Th- that is why these animals are bred. They are bred to be eaten. They are not... You know, bred to be somebody's pet, and that's what they come across as. Is you know, oh, this this turkey was you know could be somebody's pet. No, it can't. It's raised on a farm with the sole intention of getting its head cut off and feeding me on Thanksgiving. And, and once he, you eat him on Thanksgiving, he has served his purpose.
1: You know, Pete is a good a good organization. Some of the time, but every so often, and it's the only time you actually ever hear PETA, is when they pull crap like this. You know, they do this extreme, extremist method of trying to scare people into not eating meat. It's, yeah, you're right. you, Um. You don't, you know, the normal things like, you know, trying to go out there and, you know, you know, try to stop the, the animal pounds from destroying animals and shit like that. They don't you don't hear about, but you hear about stuff like this or the poor like cow blood on people and and you know really whack job stuff and that oh, gives yeah. that gives them that that makes them look like idiots. They just need to just
0: stop with and that's that. That's how they lose their credibility. Yes, exactly. Because I, when Peter came out and spoke out against the stuff that Michael Vick was doing with the dog fighting and window, I agreed with him, uh, I don't. I mean, I have three dogs and I don't I I think it's just so cruel to take an animal and have it you know fight another animal to the death for your entertainment Uh and if that's how you get your entertainment you got problems there is a big difference between taking a pet and having it fight another animal to the death and taking a turkey and lopping its head off at, at Thanksgiving that's That's their, their job, you know, um, people eat, we are at the top of the food chain for a reason,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, I mean, the, the, if people at PETA don't want to eat turkey and they would rather have tofu, God bless them, go right ahead. But don't preach to me about how, how the turkey was tortured to death and they don't, it's not that inhumane. No, it's not. You know what I mean? The, the, these places that do it for – that make a business of doing it, they, they don't sit there and say, okay, well, how can we extend its life and make it really feel the pain? They lop its head off or you know, they said, oh, its throat was cut while it was still alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, there, I, I, I mean what would the purpose be of cutting its throat after it's dead?
1: There is no of purpose.
0: Cut its, of course they cut its throat while it was still alive
1: like like you said these animals aren't tortured they're bred for a reason they're killed quickly and humanely as humanely as possible you know i mean a pita just needs to shut their mouth and sit back let them eat their tofu turkey as we sit home and eat a big fat juicy real turkey and by the way my turkey i buy it at the store it doesn't have all the guts and entrails sticking out of it like the the video game has
0: yeah. Well, at the same time too, you don't have to pluck the feathers off of it. You don't have to, I mean, most of the time, all the guts and stuff are in a bag on the inside. You can take them out and, yeah. so you can make your giblet gravy. And I just, it, it's just so sad to me. That, I mean, I, I can understand people having a cause and I'm sure that when PETA first started, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a noble cause, but at the same time as the as it goes on and on and further and further down the road is it you know is it still as noble as it was uh i don't think so no i think it's it's really really um you know it, it, they become whack jobs it's like well you know it was it was bad when people were clubbing baby seals So we'll get involved in stopping people from clubbing baby seals and now we're going to save the whales because people are killing, you know, killing whales and blah, 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 blah. And and I can actually see that, Uh you know, I mean, but then when they go from that to, you know, oh, we got to protest KFC, KFC sells chicken. I mean, they have farms that raise the chicken so that they can sell the chicken. That's what they do. Um. You know, and it's the same thing with the turkey. They want to talk about how bad it is for the turkeys, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, whatever. You know, um, go back to to. You know, I, I'd rather have them knuckle down and start going after all the people that are, are, are that are fighting dogs. You know, they're happening in everybody's neighborhood, whether you're a big, you know, supporter of Peter or not. I'm sure that in whatever neighborhood you live in, that there's somebody there that has something to do with dogfighting. Oh yeah. Whether whether they're fighting the dogs themselves, they're going, they're betting on it, whatever. I'll guarantee it. So instead of going after the KFCs and the turkey farmers, why don't you go after the the, the people that are promoting dogfights? They're they're the people you should be attacking and, and you know taken to the to the authorities and explaining that, you know, having the authorities investigate him because the police are more than willing to investigate it, but they have to get a report on him. They're not going to go looking for him, you know. If they stumble across it, you know, and then it's betting, let, them, let alone if they're betting on it, that gets the feds involved because now you're talking about cheating them on tax money that they feel as though they should be getting. So there you go.
1: Okay, that'll be Ward-Miller for president for the year 2012. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm running with sarah palin just because she's hot i'd run with sarah palin too i don't know if i'd want her as my vp though okay <laughs> all right uh, I, that's what i meant I'm, i like jogging or something oh yeah i'd love i like to see that okay um, i like a jog <laughs> <laughs> another news story this week it seems like i've been hearing about this for like two or three weeks now and it seems like more and more coming to fruition the iphone 2.2 software
0: yes the iPhone 2.2 software was released late last night, and I installed it. For those of you who don't know, I have an iPhone, and it's one of my, my favorite techie gadgets. And um, the firmware came out, and there was an upgrade to iTunes also. And the upgrade to iTunes just fixed some, some glitches that they had with the Genius... Um, the Genius playlist, and I don't know if how much we want to really get into that, but the, uh, the phone itself, the upgrade was really cool. Um, they added some uh, Google Maps, which gives you uh, now you can do Street View uh-huh. on the Google Maps, and uh, some other really cool stuff like uh, bus schedules. You can get bus schedules on the iPhone, um, podcasts like this one. If you you hear this podcast and you like it, you can, on your iPhone, go in and say, I want the rest of them. And it will go and get the rest of this podcast as long as you have the first one on your phone.
1: Now, now let, let's stop right there. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, podcast thing, is that – now, I'm trying to – from the stories I've heard this week, that's – you can only get the podcast downloaded through the Wi-Fi?
0: No. That is not true. <clears throat> Oh, it isn't? No. it. Well, it depends on the size of the podcast. Okay, uh, I mean, if it's like a um, like a video podcast, like the restaurant food fast that I do, uh-huh. they are they are pretty large, and they want those types to come over the Wi-Fi. Right, but the, the stuff that's you know ten meg or whatever, uh-huh. don't let the ten meg ones come through. Uh, just a regular, um, regular download over three uh, G or. Um, Edge, mm-hmm. w- whichever one you have.
1: Now, now this podcasting thing, the, first of all, they're a, a year and a half too late for this. This podcasting software should have come out when the iPhone was released, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think that the the problem was they wanted to see what kind of bandwidth problems they were going to have True. with the, uh, you know, and I think that was it. They were, To me, it seems like they they let a little bit out, and they go, okay, well, let's see what what this does to AT&T's network. Uh All right, that that didn't break anything. Okay, well, we'll let this one out. Let's see if it breaks anything. And that's why we're at the point we are at now where – go ahead.
1: Well, the other thing that irked me was the fact that – I mean they finally came out with it. But the fact that back in September, they denied uh, someone who created a program called Podcaster – from being one of the applications you could put on your iPhone.
0: Yeah. Apple has a tendency to do that. They, um, you know, if they're going to do something for their, um, you know, if they're going to pr- pr- uh, produce something, it's like a no compete type thing where they don't want anybody to um, have something with similar functionality. Hmm. And they, they have a long standing history of doing that. And it's not just with the iPhone, it's with, you know, um, the Macintosh itself, whereas they won't promote applications that are like applications that they already make. Right. So they're, they're not going to, you know, allow you to sell something in their store, you know, through iTunes or whatever that is similar to something that, that already comes out. Now, here's the, here's the other point I'd like to make about that. Well, you're, you're right about their, their idea and saying, well, you know, there was this other application that was in there, uh, in the store. But um, it's like, well, they're giving it away for free. Why would you pay for it? Why would you pay for that functionality? Because they just integrated that functionality into the iPod section of the phone. Because the that's the thing about the iPhone. The iPhone is not only just a phone. Uh it's a phone, it's an ipod it's it takes pictures, it does email i mean it is basically the one of the best smartphones on the market right and uh when the last uh or maybe it was two iterations ago of the software where they brought the app store out and you could down, you know you could buy new apps or download apps. there are some games for this that just are amazing.
1: Okay, well, let's go the other way. Let's go to the other side of the coin here. They're they're giving you this podcasting program for free. Why not offer a better program than what's on the comp- on the iPhone for people that can buy it? When if you buy it from the the App Store, the only place you can buy stuff, thirty percent of the pro—is it thirty percent? I think thirty percent of the profits of that application go to Apple anyway. They don't lose.
0: No, but that's the thing with, with Jobs. Jobs wants, has a vision of what he wants Apple to be uh-huh. and how Apple applications work. And, and basically, he's the final word. If he says yes, it gets the nod. If not, it don't. I mean, really, if you look at it, there's certain things that Apple really doesn't care about. I mean, and if you go to, well, if you go to the, uh, the, uh, app store on iTunes, Uh if you go to the app store and you look around, there's a million different tip calculators, right? There's a million different, you know, uh, flashlight applications. Uh There's, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff and they really don't care about it. You know, you want to sell it for 99 cents, sell for 99 cents. They don't care because they're not going to, Apple's not going to do anything or make anything that's the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apple's not going to make a tip calculator. If you want to use, you know, if you want to figure out what the tips are, there is a calculator built into the iPhone that comes free with it. If you want a, a specialized tip applicator or application, fine. But I think because the, the iPod section of it is just that, the iPod section, they don't want to give up on that. You know, they don't want to give up control on what you can do on the iPod itself.
1: Well, and that's the problem I think Apple has, that one person controls the whole company. I think if – well, I think yeah. – you know that. Because Steve Jobs, he, do you see him mentoring anybody, anybody in training to take
0: over for him one day? There, There is different people that have been – let's see. How can I put this? That in the background have been given uh, – stock options and whatnot that are just beyond the pale uh-huh. and it's like the, these are the guys that one of these guys are the ones that they expect to take steve's place when he dies or goes on um like uh shiller phil Schiller who's uh-huh. the vp he's been doing some of the uh some of the keynote speeches with with jobs it used to be nobody did the keynote with steve uh-huh. he, he came out he did the keynote from start to finish. If he had a, a partner, you know, that he wanted, like when they did the thing with Intel, he brought them on stage, but they left. You know, whereas uh, the last couple where he had Phil Schiller come on, Phil Schiller had his own section, and Jobs actually left the stage. So Schiller could be one of the, uh, the heir parents. Um There's a couple other guys. In fact, they're involved right now with a, uh, in a lawsuit with um ibm because ibm wants to put um ibm had an employee and i can't remember the guy's name and uh he had a no compete clause and et cetera, et cetera. and he was leaving uh ibm to work for apple and uh ibm filed an injunction saying that i was you know that he was breaking his no compete clause and he's like i'm going into a totally different business You know, it has absolutely nothing to do with what I was doing at IBM. It has to do with iPods. IBM doesn't make an iPod. He was going to be the manager of the iPod division. So there's a a case in court now where they're waiting to find out whether or not he's going to get his, um, get to go to Apple or he has to wait for his year until the compete clause is up.
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> I see that we're starting to get off topic too much here. Uh, yes, we are. Well like you said, the uh two point two software just came out yesterday. I'm I'm curious to see within the next few days. I'll have to keep my ears out to see how the uh the good, the bad and the uglies of the software is.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's usually somebody that that that's gonna start that's gonna squawk and go, it stinks and why didn't they do that? And where's cut and paste and where's this and where's that? You know, it's like it, why are you going to complain?
1: Because that's all, is,
0: that's all some people do. Exactly. I mean, but it is what it is, and, it's all, and that's what it's going to be.
1: Well, that's what we'll leave it so, at.
0: That's what yeah, we'll leave it
1: at. It is what it is, and if you don't like it, don't use it. Go, go buy yourself uh, the G1 Google phone.
0: You know, and speaking of the Google phone, I'll just say this. Uh, I was watching a, or listening to Leo Laporte, and he had nothing nice to say about the, the Google phone. No, he did not. Because he said the battery life on it stunk, and it just – that was that.
1: Well, that's all phones nowadays. But that's the end of that story. And I found this interesting website, as a matter of fact, through my many links today. It's uh, called The Brick Testament. Of course, we don't talk about religion on the show, but I thought this was an interesting site. Uh, it started by a man back in 2001 named Reverend Brent, Brendan Powell Smith, and it's essentially – the retelling of the Bible with over 3,600 illustrations, and the illustrations are Legos. So he uses Lego images to talk about the, uh, the story of the Bible.
0: Now, I, I haven't really had a chance to look at it too much. Is there um, – I mean is, is it like stop motion? No, it's still, still pictures. Okay, still pictures, but all the pictures are done with Legos.
1: Yeah, it's all Legos. I I read the FAQ. Essentially, the Legos are – there's nothing done to them. They're all Legos from like like 1960s on up. He just – some of them he had to like shave a little bit to make them look certain ways, but they're all standardized Legos that you can buy at your local um, uh, department store.
0: Hmm. Uh, I (laughs) – I just think it's funny that there's uh if you look at the um the first page at the very bottom it gives you a like a um a color or a code of what the um the content is and there is an n for nudity s for sexual content v for violence or c for cursing and I just don't get how you get a nude Lego.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you say? Well, he's kind of naked over there. Well, it looks like from the pictures I've seen, it's just Legos with no clothing drawn on it. It's just the whatever color they use for skin. It's just like those, like the Barbie
0: and Ken dolls.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's no. I know there's uh, there's no genitalia showing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how is it nudity if you don't get some boobs?
1: And why would you have to put warnings? It's the Bible, okay? Anybody
0: can get the Bible. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, they, they don't – you don't want to, to misportray something. In order. Then again, you got these crazy, you know um, – what the hell are they called? The uh, atheists who come out and they just want to – they'll blast the poor uh, preacher guy who did this. We went through all the trouble of doing this, right? And they'll just, you know, what I mean. And it's like, oh, whoa! It's okay for him to put naked Legos on, but if you say anything about, it, I, I, I'm still at a loss as how a Lego can be naked, and and, and it's kind of disappointing me. <laughs> I want some Lego boobs, or, <laughs> where you kind of kind of build Legos with boobs. <laughs> You're a lo- one of our if one of our listeners out there can get me some
1: boobs for Legos that would be awesome. You know what there's probably somewhere out there you could buy that stuff. I think this awesome. I, I think this is a a pretty good site. You know, this is good for for younger kids to you know, in the church environment to learn learn the Bible and the story of, you know, Adam and Eve and Jesus and all that stuff. And at the same time, be creative. It is. You know, it it makes the Bible more tolerable for children. And I'm flipping through these pictures now. The guy did a lot of work. It's one-man operation to do this stuff.
0: Well, I mean, and I'm sure that that's one of the reasons. I mean, this isn't the entire Bible. You know, there's no way it could be the whole Bible. No, no, it's not, because it only makes it to the Episcopals.
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, he's up that far
0: with oh, 4,200 illustrations. I, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, I think that's a great idea. And, and it, I'm all for anything that, that gets a kid to use his imagination. Uh-huh. You know, and gets him, I mean, you know, we are, you know, fairly technical. and We talk about video games and all that other stuff. But at the same time, I think that a, a kid sitting and playing with blocks and trying to create a story that he heard like the story of genesis or whatever and making it with using his mind to do it whether it's using you know legos or blocks or just coloring it or drawing it and gets to use that creative influence i think that's really cool
1: yeah you're right though i think it's great that you know trying to teach a child nowadays to use to use non-technology, Lego, Legos were our tech of the day. You know, you know, oh, absolutely. Legos, light brights, um, bright lights. I mean, they, the stuff like that. Well, you're
0: right. It was light
1: bright. Was it light bright? Bright lights. Yeah, bright, yeah. bright light is gremlins. Okay, but yeah, yeah. The, the light brights. You know, stuff like that. We used that was for our imagination. That fueled our imagination. We didn't use computers. We didn't have the World Wide Web feeding us information that we, you know, you go to MySpace and everything's just thrown in your face. You don't have to think on your own. You know. Yeah. I think I think it's a great idea. Maybe we'll see more stuff like more Lego I creations for other things out there. That would be great. But since we're talking about technology, the last story of the night is a story about the uh, cyber attacks.
0: Yeah, they're they're continuing to, to to happen uh and and it seems like every week so far well for the last couple, you know, last couple shows, they've all ended pretty much on the uh the cyber, you know, we, we're we still under attack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it started with the email from the White House and the from the campaigns, and now it's saying that the Pentagon's been under attack for a while from uh, China. And, in fact, they even did a thing where they're not allowed to uh, plug in thumb drives or – um, any kind of external draws because or bring in dvds or cds because they're finding that they're infected with um, viruses also and it's just making it you know spreading it and making it worse
1: uh, you know it's it's just the fact of life we're getting attacked and obviously you know we're getting closer to election day and you know These attacks are going to become more and more, and I don't think they're You know – they're saying they're coming from China. They might be routed through China, but I don't believe these attacks are coming from China
0: directly. You're right. Uh, part of that problem is China – and I'm going to get a little techie for a second. Mm-hmm. China has open proxies. That's why it looks like a lot of spam and whatnot comes through China. What it does is it gets routed through China. Uh, and be- and it happens because they have these open proxies. And so if I'm going to attack you and I know your IP address, I'm going to ride it through China so that you think someone from mainland China is attacking you and not a guy across the street. You know what I mean? And I f- a lot of it is China maybe getting the blame for attacks that are, are coming from the Russians maybe. hmm or a, um, a foreign nation that really doesn't like us too much, uh, you know, like one of Iran, you know Iraq, Syria, I and mean, we can go on in all those countries that really don't like us. They could be rotting their traffic through China, so the time, so China takes all the diplomatic heat over it, and they still get what they want. Yeah. I mean, that's just my two cents. I mean, if I was if I was a bad guy, that's what I'd do. I'd run it through China so that I'm not going to get the heat for it.
1: Well, also, China's a big country and it's got a lot of computers, so the odds of finding an unsecured network over there is a lot, lot, lot better than saying like Albania or some small third world nation. Sure. And I honestly think some of the attacks are coming right from here.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think they're coming from here, and they're being rotted through China, yeah. so that China takes the heat for it. But
1: it's funny; these people are like, oh, it's coming from China. No, it's not coming from China. It might be, yeah, the last path into your computer was China, but how many other uh, ISPs did it bounce off of to get to you? You know, come on.
0: Oh, and speaking of ISPs, let me just bring this one thing up. Mm-hmm. Last week there was a ISP in. Arizona, I believe, mm-hmm. that was having a ton of spam coming from it. They shut the ISP off. Since then, spam on the internet dropped 50%. I've heard anywhere from 40 to
1: 75%. But in all honesty, I use Gmail, and it, it filters pretty much everything. So I, I didn't notice anything myself.
0: Yeah, well – I have a friend of mine who runs a mail server uh-huh. for websites and whatnot, and he was showing me the SMTP logs. And from the day that they shut them off, the logs dropped, I'll say, 70 percent in size.
1: Hmm. I believe it. The, the, the numbers I've heard online, I, I believe it's dropped off. But you know what? That's just a temporary thing. Enjoy it while you, we can. Because oh, yeah. they're going to find another, no, another ISP to go through, and boom, we're going to be right back to where we started.
0: And just just a little something, a little tidbit that I always keep. It was 10 years ago, 1998, that Bill Gates said, in five years, there will be no more spam. <laughs> but th- then again, this is the same guy that said 640K is more than enough memory for anybody.
1: Actually, I've read somewhere that that's, that's, a, that's a myth, that he never actually said that. Really, I. Th- you know what? When I- we get off this the the show tonight, I'm going to take a look at that. Well, I'll look it up again. But I swear to God, he didn't say that. But you know what? You know it's a good place not to get spam at. Restaurant food fast. That's Ward's other show. It's a video podcast with him and his friend Chuck, or his, I should say, <laughs> his friend Chuck does cooking, and Ward's the one who asks the questions. Yes, that is my job. You're getting a little. And, uh, you're, you're getting a little more comfortable there. I'm kind of liking it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it. it it's really odd for me, is because uh, I'm fairly an outgoing person, and um, it. Part of it's I'm trying to to. To, um, to have a humorous dialogue, while at the same time maintaining our G rating, which is what makes it fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know the the good thing about that show is it's at least it's not live, so you can always go back and uh,
0: edit, edit oh, and anything. I, yeah, and I have to, uh, just because there's sometimes. And in fact, uh, I'll give you a little hint. This last episode we did was for Thanksgiving, and there was like a ten minute period that had to get removed because we were talking about stuffing the bird, and. Uh, <laughs> It got to the point, it was really funny stuff, but I'm like, there's no way I could put that in because that's just going to, you know, that's just going to kill our G rating that
1: is the, that is a good show, so you guys have to check out ward show restaurant dot com uh, of course, make sure you check our site out Show dot com talk at Show dot com for our email there's a comment section on our website uh, we got all the links for tonight today, today's show we talked about the Apple link for the trailer will be there the trailer for the official website everything we talked about. We'll be linked on that show. If it's not there, please email us. Please leave us a comment. Let us know. We will put it up there to make sure everything is there. Um, make sure you check out my site, CoryCharette.com, Word is RestaurantFoodFast.com. He'll have a new episode up Sunday morning about 10 o'clock, so get your MP3 players ready, download, get the feed ready. You can use their feed on any device and then some, and software included. Uh, that's about it for this week's show. I uh, hope everyone has a good thanks. What? One more thing. One more, One thing. more, thing, One more thing. One more thing.
0: One more thing. Go. One last thing. Bill Gates did not say that 64k was enough for anybody. It was uh, mis uh, misquoted to him. It was made by a man named Charles J. Sykes.
1: Okay. I told you. I told
0: you it was wrong. It was a misnomer, and and I and I accepted the the wrongness in my my statement.
1: Okay, so the world is a better place now
0: knowing that Bill Gates
1: did not say that. All right, that ends this week's show. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, everyone have a good and safe Thanksgiving weekend. We will be back again next week for another fun-filled episode episode of the Average Joe Show. Until then, have a good one. Hey Corey. Hey. Wha- oh, you big tucky, ha <laughs> all the best